So he's a writer, and you've basically been the heroes of his story? I guess, yeah. Huh. Wow, what's that make me, a, a sporting character, special guest star? No, Garth, it's not like that. Oh, no, no, no. I want to be the guest star. Being the hero sucks. I mean, sure, you'll probably win eventually, but until you do, your life blows. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast that is cruising through the last season of Supernatural. This is episode 10, Chris, the official halfway point. We are almost to 10. the finale. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a little weird. You know, I didn't really dislike this episode, but what are we doing, man? What are we doing, Chris? I uh, I had that same question. Um, it's It's very weird to me that you would spend season your one of your 20 episodes uh that you would spend that like let's get jensen tap dancing <laughs> like i just don't understand i just i can't i uh, i don't know is, that, not, a, is it, that an inside joke I, that we and, didn't know about and we're gonna we'll talk about it and like i'm not against the idea of jensen tap dancing i'm not even necessarily against like this scene like it's 
I guess evocative or whatever. Um, and the whole episode has this like real wacky tone to it that I don't quite understand, but whatever, like I'm, you know, I, we're, I could be here for it. Mm-hmm. I just, I keep, it, this is like the third time I've said this about an episode of like, why are they giving us like season seven, season eight episodes in season 15? Like yeah. we, we know we're finishing the season. Um, so I, I don't know, man. Like it just feels weird. It's very strange. Uh, again, none of it, like you said, none of it's really bad. You know, I, I thought I was going to be kind of against all this stuff. But as I watched the episode, you know, I had fun watching it. Um, it's just that, again, so close to the finish line. What are we doing? But you know what? I was looking on. This is not a thing I do a lot, um, despite all the jokes we make. I was looking on Supernatural Reddit recently. Um, and I was just kind of poking around. just <laughs> Chris, seeing like, are what you are okay? People, you know, what are people saying? <laughs> um, and a lot of people skip the random episodes there's there's like a perf- like a watch order that people have where you you remove tons of episodes each each season and i find that very bizarre i've watched every episode you know up to a certain point a thousand times and and that was the supernatural experience so i mean i guess people do the same thing with anime right with like naruto or whatever you skip the filler episodes if it has nothing to do with the main plot and you know you got 700 episodes to get through you're going to skip them i just never would have thought to do that with supernatural um I think one of my rewatches, I skipped Bugs and Racist Truck. Um, but that was one time. That was just a one-time deal, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine seeing it for the first time and skipping so many episodes and missing out on so much. Um, but here we are in season 10, and we're still getting these random episodes. Or season 15, excuse me. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm a completionist. Uh, I'm a gamer. So I'm a completionist. Y'all know how it is. Whoa, gamer, gamer alert. Gamers rise up. Uh, and gamers. I, I hey, gamers ma- in the chat. Let me. Uh, can we get some bits, please? Yeah, yeah. S- send us the. Send us your trophy count. Let me. Let me. Let me bag on your trophy count. <laughs> um, I, I can't imagine just like skipping episodes, especially if I'd never seen anything before. Uh, on a rewatch, like I, I think I told you this. I rewatched Warehouse 13 recently. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, Eureka. Uh, and Eureka has something. Like they come to this big dramatic moment uh, and then that's the end of the season and it's kind of a cliffhanger thing. And then there's a follow-up episode. There's like an animated Christmas special. Um, and I am, there, there's a few things that I like take doing the animated episodes rarely work for me. Uh, I think community did this yeah. a couple of times where they did puppet episodes and they're always awful. Like I can't stand them. Yep. Um, so I, those are the episodes that I would skip. Like I would, I would skip past that. Uh, but otherwise, like I just stuck through all the horrible bits to me. If you're going to watch a show, that is kind of known for being good slash bad. You got to take the bad with the good. I'm sorry. You got to. Yeah, Otherwise, it's you have watched the, the show. It's part of it. Yeah. It's Supernatural the wouldn't be as good if, as it is if it wasn't also kind of bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, Bugs makes <laughs> like the rest of the Supernatural that's the better. That's the magic. Yeah. Bugs is the glue that holds all of the crazy, you know, season five finale stuff together. Exactly. Um, anyway. So with that in mind, thank you to the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, if you want to join up, please do so. You'll get episodes early. You get access to the discord. We have some exclusive content coming up. Uh, I don't want to talk about what that is just yet. You probably already know though. So uh, stay tuned. Chris, <laughs> season 10, season 15, episode 10. What's been happening in the last nine episodes? All right. Last time on Supernatural, the bridge between Dean and Castiel was finally mended. 
After a turbulent excursion to purgatory in order to retrieve a Leviathan Blossom, the Destiel duo were at last able to forgive one another. But not all is well. Sam and Eileen were captured by Chuck, ruining whatever plans the boys had laid and breaking the thin hope Sam had clung onto for so long. However, not all is lost, as Billy and Jack reappear on the stage for the final act. That was written... bit prematurely um <laughs> yeah, ha- hadn't, hadn't quite hit play on that netflix episode yet don't um, really it's really get funny into a lot of that here <laughs> uh i will i'll pull up netflix write my little thing uh, and then i hit play but there's always the preview image for the episode mm-hmm. and a lot of times it would just it would just be something really standard like sam and dean standing in a car from that episode for the last five or so episodes it has only been pictures from season one Okay. For for season 15 episodes, which is really weird. Uh, this their last episode it was the picture of John looking over his shoulder at Mary burning on the ceiling. All right. Um weird, but okay. This episode was Dean from the Buried in the Water episode. That's mm-hmm. not what the name of that episode is called. It's season 1 uh where people are getting pulled into the lake and there's the yeah. kid who can't talk because he's it's been, the like, saving traumatized. people image, right? Like it's that it's yeah. that it's that that moment. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a if that's a common occurrence for people, but that's what that's what I saw going into this episode. Um, my my little media center uh, pulls like a thumbnail from the actual episode, um, and I don't know if that they go through the trouble of like pulling like a good one. Uh, but as soon as I pulled this up, I just saw Sam and Dean holding a baby uh, each, and I <laughs> immediately was like, I feel one like each. One, one each, one each, and I'm like, okay, so. They're not going to turn into babies, probably, but like, is Castiel a baby? Or, and I just like, and I just had like the biggest, like, I fetched the biggest sigh. Like, I just, I, I was just like, oh, God. I I'm about, yeah, here's my, here's my pitch for next episode of Supernatural. Sam and Dean have been turned into babies. They're powerless, but they can communicate with just each other. They understand each other just like normal. They have that ability. They're trying to solve a case. Castiel's trying to take care of these two babies. The double baby bluff. They got them. Double baby bluff. At the end, Castiel has to do his weird like mind invasion thing to baby yep. dean to get the information mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> we see fries baby dean oh my god uh i so yeah i was i was i was tripping out when i saw the episode art for this one um and this is season 15 episode 10 the hero's journey written by andrew dab directed by john f showalter this aired on january 23rd 2020 you don't know what you have until it is gone sam and dean hit the road to help an old friend but it appears that their luck may have finally run out and they are the ones who may be in need of rescue uh so we kind of start in the middle with our cold open uh in the middle of a cage fight uh, where this extremely handsome dude, like this dude, like up the handsome quotient of this episode by a large margin. Um, he's yeah, he he was a little too handsome to just be a throwaway in the cold open. I mean, he comes back. Yeah, kind of kind of weird. Um, he is getting knocked around by a woman, uh, <laughs> and the crowd. I thought they did a pretty good job of this. Uh, like because I I had to like do a double take at one point. I was like, that dude has monster teeth. Like they do a good job yeah, of like yeah. suddenly like mixing in the monsters and uh. Eventually, this dude, like the woman, knocks this dude out, and then he goes full Wolfman. Uh, and when he like reaches over and like cuts up her stomach, she's like, "Oh, I'm a wraith. Here's my wraith blade," and starts like mm-hmm. bucking him up. Uh, and the only thing I didn't like about this because I thought this whole thing was very cool, I was immediately all into it. Uh, and then this is the first example of whoever is in charge of the music or the scene or whatever for this particular episode doing a terrible job for ninety percent of it because. They just drop all of the volume 
out of the crowd and they play this like sad music over it and i did yeah they play claire de lune yeah what if claude debussy <laughs> edward collins favorite song jeremy i'm so what is edward collins is edward collins the dj of the monster fight in season 15 episode 10 of supernatural? i guess so yeah he's yeah he's involved he finally got mixed up in the supernatural world um yeah such a bizarre song choice for this scene. And just uh like because you would think that I, we don't know these characters this is not sad i don't care about the wolf man i don't care about the wraith girl now like, if they had brought this back later when and we got to see sam and dean get their asses kicked in slow-mo set to this to that would have been funny but, but it's just this yes i d- did not understand this at all and there's some really weird like piano jazzy music going on throughout this episode uh there's only one or there's probably there's two spots where i like the music and i'll, I'll call them out when we get to them but yeah this whole thing just it was cool and got me into it until the music kicked in um and then she looks like it kills she kills him we're gonna find out a little bit later she doesn't though yeah, and then we pick up with Dean just at the you know grocery store or whatever, um, shopping, picking up some beer, doing the usual uh, weird music. It's like weird, like jazzy piano yeah. kind of playing the whole time. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And there was also it's Dean isn't saying anything, and the music is playing, which made me think like, is this? Are we doing like a weird silent movie yeah. thing here? <laughs> it had a vibe, like, right? It's something about to happen. I, I couldn't figure, figure it out. And then he goes up to the clerk and they just start talking to each other. Um, we keep while Dean is shopping. We we keep cutting over to Sam back at the bunker, who's cooking dinner, uh, and everything is going wrong. He's burning the roast. He's knocking plates over. You know, he's burning his hands, spilling pasta. Like anything that can go wrong, can go wrong is going wrong. Um, and then yeah, Dean gets to to talk to the clerk. It's some dude he knows, and um, his credit card is declined, and it's a credit card that has always worked. So Dean is like, "What the fuck is going on here?" I uh, Sam looks like. This is just what I assume Sam would do in the kitchen. Um, not without, with, not without. This feels no different than <laughs> yeah how I, we imagine Sam. I, think. I, I don't think that like I didn't I, as this was happening. I'm like, well, Dean is obviously cursed, but Sam just seems to be having a normal one. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's odd that they're just showing us such normal Sam stuff while Dean's having kind yeah. of clearly a weird experience. My favorite part is when Sam tries to pick up the pasta bowl that's or the pasta pot that is overflowing, and then just picks it up with his hands. It's like, oh my god, my hands! This bird's and, fire hot for the yeah, first time. I know. I know it's because he's panicking, but when we get the reveal later in the episode, is it just that, like, Sam doesn't know you're supposed to use it, so all this time Chuck's just been protecting him from the birds? I've got, I've got, like, I, I, the, the core conceit of this episode is that, like, God, they're no longer God's favorite, so they're not, like, kind of blessed with this, like, easy breezy life of, of qu- the quote-unquote, like, fantasy hero. Um, it's, like, the actual, because, like... The, the, the actual mechanics of that I think is absolutely hilarious because yeah like does he just not know about like <laughs> like pot covers or not covers what am I talking what am I thinking about like the, the little handhold handheld thing. oven mitts oven mitts thank you Jesus Christ does he just not has he never used an oven mitt in his entire life like <laughs> what what is the Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's let's keep going. Uh, yeah, it's it's there's, there's a lot going on here. Anyway, uh, Dean steps out of the store. He realizes he's, he's got a parking ticket. Things, you know, as soon as he gets back, he's like, "Yo, this is weird. Something's weird." And I'm glad that they didn't try to like drag it out where they don't realize something's going on because Dean immediately realizes something's going on here. Uh, and he pulls out the credit card. We realize this is a credit card that Charlie had like hacked for them. It's good forever, which that. They have infinite money. Is that what you're saying? Yes, they have infinite they have money. Infinite money. Yep. Still dressed the way that they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> they uh, they have infinite money, but it's no longer working. It's supposed to work forever. So um, yeah, 
very bizarre uh sam is sneezing we should mention that sam is starting to like come down with a cold oh, uh and and dean is just like this is weird uh and then our friend garth calls uh garth calls and he says and teen's like hey garth and garth says hey dean it's me garth which is one of the best jokes in <laughs> the show best best line of the show i think yeah. um, just say hey garth hey it's me garth okay <laughs> Dean, uh, or he tells Dean, like, hey, I need a favor. And they're like, okay, let's go. Uh, and we jump in the Apollo. Dean thinks they're cursed. Sam will not stop sneezing. Sam's like, hey, we're not, we're not cursed. We're just sick. Uh, we get a brief, like, where's Cass update. He's in heaven trying to figure something out, which I feel like they've used that excuse a zillion times now and does not. Cass, it's always like an ordeal when Cass goes to heaven. You can't just say he's in heaven. Yeah. You got, now you got to say Cass is in Texas. The last time that we, that Cass went to heaven, they legitimately just kicked him out and were like, we don't want you here anymore. Like yeah. where you have our own issues. Like we don't, you have messed this place up enough, Castiel. It was like By me to that roommate heaven, that I had in 2020. They don't realize that Castiel's just hanging out at that playground, <laughs> hoping somebody will talk to him. <laughs> Um, and this is when the Apollo breaks down. It just stops. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they're just having a normal day. We get a lot more piano jazz here, which is super weird. Um, and they show up to Garth's door uh, while Garth is feeding his his two oh, children, oh his two ch- baby twins. I just, I just looked at my notes and I wrote down, uh, Garth is feeding his stupid babies. Yes. Why did I write that? Why did I call the baby stupid? You know, I uh, I talked a little bit about this episode in the in the chat, and uh, our dear friend Katie was like, "Oh my god!" Like baby kids obsessed. Katie was all into this, and I was just thinking, like, when I finally hit the baby spot, I was like. These babies do nothing for me. Like whatever, whatever yeah. like thing that that is, whatever, just, I think I have just been childless long enough in my life now that I just, mm-hmm. I just don't associate with babies. I don't like them. They don't like me. We're okay on the other side of the room from one another. If we have to interact, like when I see them in TV now, I just skip, like, I'm just, I just don't care about a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I get the, the masculine urge to not care about babies. The masculine so, um... urge, the podcast host <laughs> urge to not have children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it would be very different if we had our own children, but oh, I'm sure we'd be like, oh my so, God, these cute babies. Can you believe it? But I just, I yeah, haven't oh seen my God, a, he, look, he looks like the most handsome man I've ever met. And as, as I'm looking in the mirror, um, I, I haven't seen a cute baby since like, I don't, I, I can't probably a decade or more. I've, I don't think it's been at least damn. a decade or two since I thought damn. that baby is cute. And if I've ever told you that your baby is cute and you just had it, I lied. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, I'll it's straight up lie. lie to you. Yeah. I just don't think it'd be appropriate. If I found out you'd been, you've been out here calling babies cute, I'd say, hey, but you call me out. It'd be let's, it'd be a problem. Let's talk. Let's let's talk. We gotta figure we gotta figure what's going on with out. We'll figure out what's going on with you. Anyway, I called the baby stupid in my notes. It was very rude of me, and I mistakenly said, "Ah, the babies are named after the Winchesters mm-hmm. because he calls mm-hmm. one of the babies Sam. Mm-hmm. They're twins." So I assumed <laughs> wrongly Wrong. <laughs> that the other one was named Dean. <laughs> No, that's not right, uh, because we're going to find out pretty quick that one is Sam and one is named Castiel. Uh, and let's let's camp on this a little bit, Chris, because Castiel and mm-hmm. Garth have never met. Um, the headcanon that I have seen says that Castiel is the one that saved uh, Garth from the trunk. <laughs> So yeah, I was gonna say Castiel's the one who let him out of the truck. Yeah, so he then just named his baby after him. But but for me, mm-hmm. I feel like Garth just instinctively knows that it would piss Dean off enough. Like that's the bit he would just commit to be like he would tell <laughs> Bessie like no 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 this is the good stuff. Like I know I know you have a grandmother for our next child. The grandmother it's fine. We'll do we'll we use her name. That's no big deal. Uh, but. For now, this baby's name is Castiel for a joke that you do not understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can see I can see Garth coming up with this as a bit mm-hmm. while drunk 
because Garth's such a nice guy, you know, sober that he would never, you know, want to snub Dean like that. Um, he could just, you know, brainstorm and then he go, wouldn't this be funny while drunk? And then wake up in the morning sober and they've decided on the name. She doesn't remember that it's a bit anymore. Um, no, I guess my head headcanon is just that the uh, the wife thought that uh, Castiel was a pretty name. So they ended up going with Sam and Castiel. <laughs> Sam and Castiel is, is very good. Uh, also, like, do you think that that baby is going to have serious problems with her with Garth when it gets to be about, uh, I don't know, speaking age? And it's like, wait, he gets to say Sam and I have to say Castiel. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole thing. That's a yeah, that's a mouthful. Cass. I guess you say Cass yeah. with one S. One S. With one S. Uh, Garth tells them that he brought them because uh, what's the wife's name? Is it Bessie? Bess. Bess's. I think it's Bessie. Yeah. Uh, Bess's cousin um, is the Wolfman from the Cold Open. So they found him dead. Um, we we forgot to call this out, but like Dean has been like munching on stuff throughout this episode so far, and every time he tries to bite yeah. down on something, like he winces as if he has a cavity, and he does that again while they when they lead him to talk to uh, the unnamed Wolfman. I don't I don't know if he has a Brian. Name. I believe his name is for real. Or Brett, or Brad. I wrote it down at some point, but not at this point in my notes. It's something with the B. It's Brad. They just named him Brad. Brad. Really? <laughs> really? Brad, man. Yep. Uh, werewolf Brad. Brad the fucking werewolf. Supernatural. Sometimes you really disappoint me. Uh, yeah. Yep. They they found this dude almost dead. The cops picked him up, uh, and they eventually found his way to uh, this home. And uh, yeah. Uh, they, this is where Sam and Dean split up. Where Beth is, where Bess is like, "Hey Sam, I've got, I've got some uh, medicine for you." And um, Dean and Garth are like walking down the the stairs, and we get this like thing that I thought was going to be more of a thing throughout this episode because we've we've been playing with these themes a little bit. Where Garth says like, "Yeah, uh, life is pretty good. Like when I got out of hunting, I, I you know when I was hunting, I didn't think I would die. You know." I didn't think I'd live past 40, uh, but now I have a great wife and great kids uh, and um, life is great. And I thought well, that was going to be yeah. like a setup for Dean to kind of have these emotions about being a hunter and thing because we've played with that a lot. And instead, Dean is just holding his, he just keeps putting his fingers in his mouth and is like yeah. jabbing whatever <laughs> cavity he has. He, he gives he gives Garth a nice, you know, hey, I'm happy for you, man. I'm glad this all worked out. My teeth fucking hurt. <laughs> And Garth responds to this by saying, like, oh, when's the last time you've been to a dentist? And Dean doesn't know. And then leads him into a basement. I had forgotten that Garth was going to originally be a dentist, right? So when Garth leads him downstairs to the fully furnished dentist room with the playpen mm-hmm. in the corner for his two twin pet boys to hang out while he's operated on a werewolf mouth, like, I was fucking blown away. This is... There's so many question marks in my notes about this, <laughs> Chris. So I don't know if they've ever made reference to Garth being a dentist or not. That's on me if I forgot. Not a big deal. But when we got down there and I saw the dentist chair, I went, oh, yeah. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah, perfect. Perfect. This is, this is yeah, a dentist. Yeah, 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 that's down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's down there. Okay, yeah. He absolutely has this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's down there. <laughs> Garth, like, basically manhandles Deed into a chair, which I feel like has definitely been... Um, represented in some fan fiction from here Dean's had a dream about that before. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and Dean also remarks that uh, Garth is so strong while he does this, which I think is very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love when Dean throughout this just keeps being like, Garth, you're so, so strong. strong. <laughs> uh... Garth tells him, like, yeah, after 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 I left the hunter life, I went back to dental school. Uh, I really want to say when we first meet Garth and he tells them, like, his history or whatever with the tooth fairy. Uh, that's why he killed the tooth fairy. That was the whole thing. Ah. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he went back to dental school and now he's helping out, like, all the local I'm work. sorry. I just have to say, 
I can't believe I'm on the microphone with the clue master. <laughs> just fucking figuring this shit out, Chris. You know what? You, you don't if you want to put a puzzle in front of me, don't turn her back. Cause I'll solve that motherfucker. Don't turn. <laughs> by the time you turn back around, it's solved. For the, I, if I had a nickel for every time I dropped a Rubik's cube and I turn around and Jeremy solved it, I go, "Hey, I was gonna do that." And you, you just shrug. You'd be that, you know, that little lopsided grin, and you shrug, and I say, "Ah, oh, that's a clue, master." You would have two nickels, but it's weird that it's happened twice. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he's he's basically started his own business and helping out like the local werewolves because fang maintenance is important, uh, which. I like that. I got to dig this whole like little monster society that we're getting a glimpse of in this. Yeah. Um, You know, Garth's leading the charge to to giving these werewolves a better life. Mm -hmm. I know that they used to murder them indiscriminately, like um, the one that Sam slept with. Just thinking back, like, was there no way to help her out back then? Like, we just had to kill kill her. She could have been living in Garth's basement as a dental assistant right now. But she's dead. She's dead. Uh, And also, like, they kill a lot of monsters in this episode. The the Wikipedia said 58 to 70. (laughs) was the official count, which I found very amusing. Well, C4 will do that. And I just, just, like, there's still werewolves. Like, are the werewolves good or bad? I can't tell. Which, how do you know? (laughs) Like, we just don't know. Everybody likes a fight club. Like, I would go to a monster fight club, probably. Like, you know, what i'm saying like i think I that's fine up. i think you know people watch mma exactly you know? yeah um uh, it's not a big deal while this is happening sam is getting a secret recipe which he very quickly finds out is mostly cayenne pepper uh which causes him to just lay on the floor and start gasping and crying um leading the eldest daughter to say mommy the giant is crying which is the probably the yeah. second favorite line in this this episode yeah. because that is great there's a thing he uh he calls it he calls himself big sam <laughs> he's on the ground saying big sam's okay no, he doesn't crying. he doesn't just call himself that he tells the babies that big sam is okay like he looks at the two <laughs> twins and says don't worry big sam is okay and i'm like what uh, <laughs> when have you been big sam in your life ever what have you been yeah it's big kicks or it's nothing it's, fucking nothing dude what's up uh he goes so far as to try to lick his jacket to get the cayenne pepper off of his tongue which is extreme yeah very very odd they didn't know what to do with him um anyway i want to briefly complain about a shot by the way uh when garth has dean um leaned back and his mouth wide open uh he asked dean i think i actually mentioned this before but he asked dean like when's the last time you went to a dentist and dean says i never and the shot you could see clearly see inside Jensen Ackles' mouth, and he has the most pearly white teeth that have obviously I don't know if I had work done, but like have been like the perfect. joke doesn't work because he has such nice it, teeth. Yeah, it actually ruins the joke because I can see your beautiful, like well taken care of, hygienated fucking teeth. Like you don't have you don't even have a cavity in there. You don't have a filling. I can see a filling from this angle. I would I be can, able to. I see can it literally see your perfect unless teeth. they CGI'd out your fillings. In which case, like okay, that's that's baller. That's that's good stuff right there. That's yeah yeah um, um yeah i don't know what the joke is here and uh this is when like sam's doing more thrashing on the ground uh garth finds 17 cavities and decides it's time to knock dean out to fix these cavities so he gives him the nitrous and we have whatever this scene is chris um you know this isn't like the singing scene which bothered me this is this is fine they did it goes black and white and for some reason, Dean and Garth do a little tap dance number in little suits. But I, I don't like this kind of stuff. I don't think this is funny. Um, I, this all goes back to I think I don't not a, not a big uh, theatrics mm-hmm. or fan of the theater mm-hmm. rather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like musicals. I don't like this. It's just straight too close to the edge. It's fine. It isn't. It doesn't bother me like the singing did. 
but we're, we're really getting close and I don't know why they did this. This seems like it probably took a lot of effort to learn the dance and, the, and it's just a 30 second scene and then it's over. Story goes that Jensen learned how to tap dance in a day. Um, it can't be that hard. Which <laughs> tells me it's either he's that talented <laughs> or it can't be that hard. I think that the, the truth is somewhere in between those two things. He's probably a really talented dancer just naturally and also tap dance he's probably not that hard because the they have things that make the dance. And don't ask me to tap dance. If you're a tap dancer, don't, don't do not, ever ask me to do anything. Do not at me. <laughs> um, but I, I'm also very confused as to why we got this seemingly like completely out of nowhere, weird scene. And like, not everything has to forward the plot. I get that. Uh, this just seems such a, like a wild divergence from what we would normally get in the show. Even if like they're doing, they're doing some work here. Cause like Garth shows him how to dance. And then he starts dancing with a, with a lamp. And the lamp kind of has a halo of light around it. And I'm like over here like, this is supposed to be Cast- is the lamp. Are you calling Castiel a lamp right now? I never even I never even saw this lamp. I think I just closed my eyes for <laughs> a minute and a half. <laughs> just closed your fucking eyes. It's better than the singing uh, because nobody is it's singing. better than the singing. Um, it's this. There's nothing offensive about this. No. I just I chose not to to see it. I think. It just uh, it's just very weird. It's just a very like. And I, I mentioned this to you when we were texting back and forth today. Uh, Jensen seems to be getting like these, like the singing thing and all the dancing thing, these like weird gimmick scenes for the last season of Supernatural, uh, where it feels like he is almost auditioning for other stuff, uh, where like he could just point yeah. to this and be like, oh, look, I'm, I'm a multifaceted actor. Like, I, it's not just me with the mohawk and then me killing demons. Like, that's not just the two things that I do. Uh, right. Whereas Jared's not getting any of that. And I don't necessarily, I'm not trying to, like, manufacture some drama or anything. I just feel like the singing scene and the dancing scene is actually, like, a major distraction from the overall plot of season 15. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of annoyed by it. It's not bad. I'm glad. And, I'm, and people fucking love it. Like, people absolutely are overjoyed to see Jensen sing, to sing a dance. And I'm happy for them. I just like for a guy that wants to fi- figure out what's happening in the supernatural, I could care fucking less about it. Yeah, I think, and that's what it's it's fan service, but we're not those fans. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. It just yeah. doesn't land for us. Um, Would we be saying the same funny. thing if if it was fifteen minutes of uh, Jared and <laughs> Jensen playing Metal Gear Solid Three, like just really yeah, figure it out? If it was fifteen, if it was like a, if it was just a whole episode of them doing like the dopest kills they could on like vampires, mm-hmm. people would be like, "This episode sucks. It adds nothing. It's just a bunch of violence," you know. Um, because that's the kind of shit that I want to see, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I want apocalyptic drama and dope monster kills. Yeah, absolutely. I want I want 40 minutes of uh, just straight-up baller monster kills and then two minutes of apocalypse chat in the, in the Impala on the way home. Yeah. But with them just covered the, in blood. The masculine urge to watch hot guys kill hot <laughs> monsters. You know what I mean? Uh, so, all right. He wakes up with a mouthful of blood. He wakes up, his, his yeah. mouth all fucked up, but he's okay. He's doing better. Uh, we cut over to Sam, who surprisingly feels better. <laughs> like that actually kind of helped him a little bit. Um, now, Garth has very quickly been like, "Okay, you guys don't have bad luck. You you have normal people problems. Yeah. That's that's not bad luck. That's normal people problems." And he's like, "Who did you piss off?" And they're like, "Uh." god <laughs> whoops i love this um, scene because they they like bess and garth have to sit down and sam and dean both sit down and then they just explain this whole thing and like i feel like garth is probably in the pocket for some of this stuff like he's been around this, the winchesters long enough to know they get into some shit but yeah Beth's, Beth has to just be like who in the fuck did you invite over to our house <laughs> in front of our babies yeah, this <laughs> Y'all, is, you named you, one of them you after named the, your, my children after these motherfuckers <laughs> like this is weird um 
Yeah, it's just so funny because they're like, oh, God's trying to make you kill each other. And they're like, oh, uh, uh, no, they, somebody asks, the God is trying to kill you. And they have to explain, no, he's trying to make us kill yeah, each other. Actually. Which just sounds so much <laughs> dumber when they have to explain it. So very weird. Uh, and then they say, they, they, God's like, he's they, Garth pipes up and he's like, wait, if you guys are the heroes in God's favorite story, what does that make me like? The supporting actor or special guest star? And they're like, no, no, no. Hey, man, it's not like that. He goes, no, no. Being a hero sucks. And then he describes the origin of Batman and the origin of Superman. And then the origin of the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey, which him and his yeah. wife are really into. Because he says something about, like, what if he meets you at your the hardware store where you work at, which is literally the only thing that I know about Fifty Shades of Grey besides, like, there's some sex in it. Like, I just, I've seen the scene it's, at the hardware like store. It's the most, the most. <laughs> and I'm, I do, do not, I'm not exaggerating. It is the most tame sex you will ever see in your life. <laughs> in your life. <laughs> in that film. In that series. It, I don't, they, I thought it was going to be this crazy thing. I watched one of those movies and I went, what the fuck is this? It not only is it awful, <laughs> but it's literally not, it, nothing happens. They like, like, ooh, he, ooh, you spanked me. <laughs> Like it's it. That's the whole fucking thing. Fucking weird, dude. Uh, and not it's not weird. I mean, like if 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 that works for you, that works for you. I'm not gonna call it weird, but it's and, just it's, as a Twilight defender, I'm, I don't think I'm allowed to. Yeah, bash and also that Fifty Shades. Um, it is it is Twilight fan fiction that went big. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. It's just give, weird give it that that's that. a thing that went so pop culture out of nowhere. Um, I I wonder, and th- actually maybe somebody can just tell us this: Is there supernatural fan fiction that the author just was like? You know, this is good you know enough. This is pretty I'm good. changing the names and publishing it. <laughs> like, I want to know. I bet there's something. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's called Game of Thrones. No, I'm kidding. It's called Game of Thrones. Um, yes. Garth also tells Dean that he needs a colonoscopy stat, which is absolutely true. <laughs> like that dude. <laughs> that dude needs to be checked out. Um, I need to tell you. Uh, this is probably a good opportunity. Uh, at one point, Autumn, who uh, for new listeners is my wife, she listens to the show. She likes listening to the podcast. Um, she gets episodes early from i'll just send them to her as soon as i'm done editing so she's always listening but uh because of our schedules and because she doesn't really give a fuck about it she doesn't watch the show anymore she used to sit down with me and watch the episodes and then she would listen to the the podcast episode uh she was tired of not knowing what was happening in season 15 of supernatural as chris and i were describing it so she just went and spoiled herself on all of the episodes um Mm -hmm. and hasn't told me anything but was like hey i need to I need to tell you one thing. And she kind of, she didn't tell me like what the situation was. She goes, but at some point, like Sam and Dean realized that they are like, they have to like go to the doctor. And she thought this was the funniest thing. She sent me like <laughs> just a string of text. I swear to God, that must've been like 15 texts deep of like situations. She was imagining for Sam and Dean of like, you know, how do I, my, my knees hurt or something like just a, a, a list of things that could have possibly happened. Yeah. So she's been very that's, excited I mean, about this that's why this episode ended up landing for me it's just the the infinite possibilities of like really just really normal stuff stuff that you and i are probably dealing with right now when dean gets a stomach ache i was like this is the most relatable Dude. either of these characters has ever been i um abs- <laughs> absolutely absolutely a hundred percent because uh i have I went to, i've been going to the gym a little bit more and apparently i overdid it on the elliptical machine and I ruined my hip, so I've been limping around for four days. <laughs> so I just yep. feel like that's yep. that's a yep. that's a very you know relatable thing. Anyway, the cousin wakes up. Uh, everybody rushes to the cousin's room, which is actually Gertie's room. Uh, but he's immediately wigged out by the hunter friends. Uh, and Sam is like, "Look, man, we don't care that you're a werewolf. We just want to help you. What's been happening? It's weird that a wraith was could, would would kill you." And the guy is just like, "Wait, that's the puppy dog eyes and the and the." 
frowning? Like, that doesn't actually work for you at all, right? Uh, <laughs> which is very funny considering, like, all the way back in season one, Dean was like, oh, the puppy dog eyes work every single time. Um, yeah, yeah. And eventually... It works. Yeah, this all works because I was like, this is the kind of stuff that we usually just make fun exactly. of. So it all, it all just feels very, very on point. Yeah, yeah, this feels like a Monster of the Week episode that Supernatural wrote for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Supernatural did, you know, we, what was it, season 12 was airing? They had time to listen That's and take true. notes. That's true. So yeah. you're welcome, audience. Yeah. You think Dab was listening to MOTW, dog? <laughs> I think if any if any of them was, it was Dab. It was 100% Dab. Um, <laughs> he eventually tells them, uh, hey, there's a place where monsters fight for money. I went and did it because I have three baby mamas and I got bills. Uh, and they're like, well, we know you don't want to tell us. And he's like, no, no, here's here's the place. Like, you, you'll probably just go in there and get yourself ripped to pieces. Um, yeah, it's really funny that he's like, no, no, I'll, I'll fucking tell you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, they go to leave and Garth is like, hey, like, maybe you shouldn't do this. Like, you guys are used to this stuff being yeah, normal. Maybe you should just mind your own fucking business. Also, just mind your own fucking business. Like, the like, if monsters want to kill each other, that's fucking saving you the trouble, dude. And the, I think mind... Your goddamn this guy he he's okay you know he's fine it, the shit went rough for him he's taking care of his baby the mamas body, Chris but like come on that's more than a lot of dads do nowadays for real for real <laughs> so this is an opportunity for monsters to make money and I don't think I don't think that there's anything immoral about that um, and if they kill each other in the process that's just one less monster to deal with am I right Dean does say that with that many monsters around they're probably killing innocent people so they they, they want to go shut this place down but at the same time oh, like, okay Dean show me a dead wait, show wait me a dead me body place. show me one dead body Dean Winchester that's all I'm asking yeah. one fucking dead body like I dare you it's because they eat them <laughs> um Dean says, like, even though we're super cursed and we don't have the l- the luck that we normally have, like, it doesn't matter. This is our job. We're going to go do our job. He gives, like, a whole speech about it, uh, but then doesn't let Garth come to help them because Garth is uh, a family man now. He doesn't want to take that away from him. Um, we skip right to the spot, which looks like, you know, a wet pipe factory. Uh, Sam and Dean start packing up their stuff. Dean is like, let's just go, man. Let's get in there. And Sam's like, no, man, we're, you know... We're, we're behind the eight ball on this one. Like we need to carry some extra supplies. Like let's, let's get a bunch of stuff. And Dean's like, okay, like a grenade launcher. And he's like, yes, mm-hmm. which I think actually you go in there, clunk, 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 you drop a couple of those, dude, you're good to go. Forget skills, forget tactics. You don't have that on your side anymore. You do have a grenade. You launcher, do have though. a grenade launcher, that, which is that serious business. Yeah. And you have seven grilled cheeses in your stomach. <laughs> and I was just about to mention, he is, he is noshing down on a lot of grilled cheese. Uh, they didn't even do like any recon, so they just walk into an empty facility. They don't wait for monsters to show up. Like they don't, they don't scope it out for a couple of days. Like this is some real like amateur level bullshit that they are pulling right here. Right? Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's yeah. no research. There's no, there's nothing. Like they, La- they just, the laptop didn't come out once oh in God. the car, dude. Uh, Chris, like, they didn't even check the fucking lore. Not a, not a single iota of lore was checked at all. Um. And then Dean Dean gets uh he gets the runs and they they show him puking because that was the friendlier thing to do mm-hmm. than to show him I just I you know he runs into that bathroom all desperate it's a gross bathroom of an unofficial monster UFC fighting ring uh you know that shit's nasty um and he has to you know collapse on it and throw up which is gross enough but I just I wish we had got him going into the stall and then really far away really echoey we just get the oh yeah dude. I'll, I'll say I, I hate that modern television has become so blase about showing people throwing up. Um, I forget what like 
uh, phobia that that is, but like I really, really despise mm-hmm. watching people throw up and hearing people throw up on TV shows. Like it just it's something I have to look away from. Yeah. Like, J- like if if I put something on that I've seen previously and somebody throws up and it just looks at me like she's gonna kill me because yeah. she fucking hates Dude, it so it's, much. It's, it's bad. Like I'm I'm literally like hiding my eyes from the TV. Like I'm trying to puke is not funny. Puke sucks. Yeah. It's it's miserable. Uh, farts are funny. Somebody just pop, pop, pop in that toilet. That's funny. It's it is gross, but at least it's a little funny. Throwing up, it's just like man, that's that's a bad time all around. But Dean is is having a day of it. Um, uh, and then Sam just immediately gets captured, as does Dean. Um, and like just in a in a in a in a, in a snap, they are both inside the cage, locked in the cage, and we meet our quote unquote villain, who's not going to spend a lot of time doing things, but uh, he is Cuddy the Shifter. Uh, who says that he doesn't uh, just want his um, identity. He doesn't want his identity to be just that he is a shapeshifter. He is a sportsman, and he wants to be able to see mm-hmm. what the Winchesters are capable of. Uh, so he's going to pit the Winchesters against uh, Maul, who is a 300-pound vampire. Uh, yeah. And dude's a shit brick house. Like, oh, this is what all vampires should aspire to be. He's the Chad vampire. <laughs> I mean, he's dumb. He's dumb as a bag of rocks. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's 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 built like a fucking tank, and he's a vampire. And he's that's, and that's he's a dope. vampire. That's yeah. dope. He's not, you know, he's not got the the sexy gothic look or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-mm. He's just a brick of a man, uh, and he'll he'll you know twist your head off and and suck down your blood. He will lift you upside down and just chug your blood like that. He'll drink you. He'll chug you. Yeah, yeah. he'll chug you like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> he's going to chug you like Stone Cold Steve Austin chugs. Somebody will throw him a person before his match, and he cracks and he just it open. Cracks it just... open, smashes it on his head to break it open, and then just pours the juices in his mouth, which I'm sure is something. I that, like this guy. I, I, like I love this, this dude. The wiki was like, maybe he is named after Darth Maul. And I was like, you think? <laughs> you think that's the reference? Okay, sure, Wikipedia. That's yeah, fine. Okay, okay, Wiki. Um Dean's in the cage, he's trying to talk tough. And Maul is like, Are you are we looking at are you seeing what I see in the mirror every day? I'm not listening to you. <laughs> uh I he makes fun of their name a lot. Uh he calls them uh as a variety of M names that are not Maul. Uh and then we get yeah. a commercial, like a like a, a literal UFC cut. Uh, where they showed that the killer Wraith, which we saw earlier, uh, is going to fight the Jamaica Gin, uh, which feels racist. <laughs> don't know if it is, but it feels racist. <laughs> don't, yeah, not, not quite sure. Yeah, but. Uh, not, not my place, but just saying that yeah, kind of feels weird. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the main event is the return of Maul versus uh, the Winchester Bros. Uh, we see the crowd filling up, the Wraith and the Gin. Oh, you know what? It probably is a fucking... Um star wars reference because darth maul fights obi-wan and uh qui-gon at the same time but that's maybe not maybe not you know that's not i just i just assume like it was an obvious like teeth thing um yeah he's just he's gonna maul you yeah like that's <laughs> but maybe he does fight two. he the, the idea was for him to fight the two winchesters at once and and, qui- and he does have a double-sided lightsaber. <laughs> he does have it. He has. He does red and black paint on his or skin, and he has horns. Uh, and he also identifies as one of the two remaining Sith. So I don't know, man. I, don't, I really don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, we can't. Clue Masters are in, inconclusive. Right in. One. Right in. If you think that the guy right dressed in, if you up think as Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. <laughs> Qui Gon and Obi Wan were like brothers, you know. A little, yeah, <laughs> kinda like brothers. Like they were tight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That relationship felt very uh, brotherly to me. Do you ship Qui Gon and, and Obi Wan? Is that 
Which, uh, no, because Qui-Gon was an adult man when he adopted uh, Obi-Wan as, as a boy of eight or nine years old. Oh, okay, so, yeah, we don't um, want to go there. Then. My bad. I don't, I'm afraid I can't go there. Do not know, I, think, do not I, bet know there's a lot, I bet there's a lot between Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know, less of an age difference, um, mm. still inappropriate, but, um, you know, you can play with it a little more. You think we got a... Anakin's fucking nuts. You think we so. got an all-too-well situation between Obi-Wan and... <laughs> oh, Wow. I think Anakin has an all too well situation with every person he's ever met. Oh. That's how he became Darth Vader. <laughs> he's so he's so fucking angsty. Anakin is the Jake Gyllenhaal of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Anakin. Oh God. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, Taylor's version. Um, okay, so we we see this like fight night promo thing, and then we cut over to the boys in uh, in these these cages that these like jail cells they've been locked up in. Um, Dean miraculously he's able to like pull the nail loose from the gate and he's like I'm gonna pick the lock <laughs> and suddenly realizes that they he cannot fucking pick a lock <laughs> can't just absolutely Sam cannot is do like, it this has always been so easy for us what the hell I love the fact Sam even asked the question um, like was I ever able to pick a lock or has it always yeah. been Chuck and you know it's it's what it's I've complained a little bit about the meta ness of these episodes but the idea that they we've always commented or not always because it gets a little boring but we've we have commented in the past where like he just walks up and breeds on a lock and then motherfucker opens right like any security mm-hmm. system or whatever sam just like and, I, and he's done uh, it's really funny to me that it was like a, a blessing from chuck this entire time <laughs> yeah and this is where dean tries to do like an inspirational speech mm-hmm. but it's like not the usual rugged inspirational speech it's like dean's just a kind of quote in a movie he sounds a little corny um all of his trauma's gone he's just like a regular person with like normal problems now he doesn't have the apocalyptic angst hanging over him anymore it's not the same wounds so i for, for me in my head canada this one episode dean's like actually just kind of fine yeah he's just normal it's main main characters it's heroes who have that kind of weight you know they carry those burdens regular guys you know that you know they, they got a past i mean but his, nothing his, nothing a, a couple beers can't wash away his speech ends with let's go kick some ass i mean that's like the most yeah. normal <laughs> normal guy thing in the world like are you yeah. are you going on to the football field dean winchester like let's go yeah, kick it's some like, ass it's a it's like a like a pop on or football let's go aggies <laughs> says dean winchester yeah. <laughs> like, um uh, all right but you yeah, know he actually does say something nice he's like this that was our, it might have been chuck he might have you know messed with us but that was our blood sweat and tears we're the ones who put in the work we got this like 80 styles m- montage music playing in the background um then their fight is announced the promoter goes to get sam and dean and then they're not there so real quick uh th- this is the music this is like the only time that i like the music of the episode it has some weird sit thing happening that i really really enjoyed it i thought it was super good when they introduce the Same. with the Winchesters to the fight, they say, uh, "You know them, and you don't like them." It's the Winchesters. <laughs> <laughs> very, very funny. Uh, and then, yeah, Cuddy comes to get them, and they're gone. Um, and then we have like this weird rewinding effect uh, to basically show us that Garth snuck in the crowd, managed to free them. Uh, he pulls them out of the place. Uh, Dean is once again impressed by how strong he is. You're so strong. Uh, and then they're like, "Hey, we got to get out of here. Like, we we can't fight all these monsters." And Garth's like, "No way, man. Check this out." And he has rigged the whole place up with explosives, dude. He planted C four around this fucking building. Fucking baller, dude. This is Garth. Garth, like galaxy brain. 
guard. Absolutely. Like, I can't... Why don't the boys do this? I know they don't want to, like, destroy buildings and, like, whatever, collateral damage, but, like, Garth's brain is huge. His brain is huge. He planted plastic explosives or whatever the hell they are. He planted C4 all around this building and then just blows that shit sky high. They don't do this because they're dumbasses without Chuck's help. Like, that's the problem. That's like, right. they just did that's no right. actual research. If they had just thought about this for 20 minutes before going in with the grenade launcher, they would have realized, oh, I, we've got the easy fix for this. This is no problem. Um, unfortunately the C4 explosion did not kill all of the monsters and our good friend Maul has survived. Uh, You know what? And then duel of the fates did start playing. That is, it's a good, (laughs) (laughs) it's an EDM mix that I found on. Yeah, that's, that's duel of the fates. I think that might have something to do with Darth Maul. Um, (laughs) Is it the EDM mix I found on Kazaa back in 1999 or whatever? I probably had the same one. Um, you know, it is okay. Maul steps out of the out of the smoke, but before we really see his shape, we do see the lightsaber light up on either side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and so they know. Uh, oh, you know, Darth Maul we gotta, is coming. We got to deal with this. Uh, Garth squares up against him. Uh, Maul just knocks Garth out like twenty. He gets foot. one shot, and it's really embarrassing. Um, Dean comes up, and this is a very, really, really weirdly goofy fight scene. Um, like even the sound effects and stuff. So like Dean like comes up and puts up his dukes in a re- weird non-Dean Winchester kind of way and like tries to punch him and then kicks Maul in the in the crotch and he doesn't react at all and then Maul kicks Dean in the crotch and it makes like the music makes a high pitch like ding noise yeah, um, yeah. and then he just like falls down and then like Sam comes up and it's like he's missing shots and the guy's like pointing this at his is chin. normal for Sam though. Yeah I mean Sam's not very good at this kind of stuff but it's really weird like Dean gets up at one point and does like a almost like a Scooby-Doo like effect on his like stomach. Like it's really very fucking bizarre. I didn't understand what they it's were all very strange. going all very for. Strange. It didn't feel very Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like George no, Lucas took a different direction. On um, I do like, I do like when Maul starts to choke out Dean and Dean like taps and Maul just lets him go. And I wish, <laughs> I wish that was just the end of the fight. That was it. Cause, cause Maul's like, he's a pro. Dude. Yeah. Like, I, 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 <laughs> he takes this seriously. Dean tapped out. So he's like, all right, I beat you. Yeah. Like, Maul doesn't want to, Maul doesn't want to kill somebody. Kill yeah. Like I just want to win. <laughs> like I get to say that I beat up the Winchesters. I'll see you later. Yeah. I made Dean Winchester tap. Like uh, that's just as good. But what ends up happening is Garth sneaks in the back and slices Maul's uh, head open with a machete and then kicks him into a bottomless. deserved it. To, kicks him into a bottomless pit uh, in two pieces and that somehow he gets later put <laughs> yeah. together with a robotic spider bottom body. Uh, yep. Look forward to yep. that. Season 16 is Maul spider guy. Um, Garth uh, says he got Garthed, which we haven't heard for quite some time. Um, and we do get a big kick Sam in there. Did Sam threw one kick. Did it, it didn't, wasn't effective, but we got to see the okay. kick. So, you know, yeah. I'd be, I have to mention. I don't. That. I don't count kicks that don't connect. Sorry, Sam Winchester. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll remove that one from the tally. Editor, Ed- editor, please, please if you can just take that not take that number down one more. Um, Dean has a high pitched voice because he's experiencing what it's like to get kicked in the nuts for the first time. Yeah, he's talking about how it hurts like up in his stomach, mm-hmm. which is real. Mm-hmm. Um, this has happened twice in um our relationship where Jess has tossed something to me while I was laying down, mm-hmm. uh, and and it connected, you know, um, and I and I go oh. You know, quick the quick reaction of oh, you know, just got hit in the nuts. It happens, uh, and then like you know, thirty five seconds later, my my stomach yeah. is just different, yeah. and I'm like, and you're I'm a different person, curled up in a ball. And she's like, "Stop, that's not funny. You're being dramatic." And I'm no, like, "I'm not, hundred percent not." <laughs> uh, I've gotten um, I've gotten good at avoiding it, but uh, our youngest dog Rosie uh, has no compunctions with walking over people when she's trying to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm, so I have mm-hmm. I have gotten a uh, stiff basset hound foot. 
uh, to the nuts it's not a good. couple of times, and it's, it's, not, it's not a it's not a pleasant feeling at all. Um, you just look over the single tear rolls down. Your, that's how Jensen always gets that one single <laughs> yeah, tear. Just, makes Jared kick him in the nuts first. <laughs> that's what we call him. Big. He's Sam. method, man. He's method. Uh, we go back to Garth's house. The boys are holding the babies. Uh, they make a comment about uh, baby Castiel, like really doing some intense stares towards Dean, just like the normal Castiel, which I think is yeah, very funny. Dean's like, oh, baby Cast is looking at me weird. Sam's like, so just like the real Cast. Um, Garth follows them outside when they say goodbye. Uh, they tell Garth like, "Hey, you know, no matter what you think about God and everything else, you're the hero of the story. Like you came and saved us when we could not have gotten out. So, you know, hey, this this is great. Uh, there's hugs all around, and then Garth sets up the next episode and says, "By the way, there's a place in Alaska that gives you good luck. You should go check that out. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Um, I'm excited to see what it looks like if they go to a place in Alaska. If they obviously they're not going to really go to." I mean, I don't know. They film it in Vancouver. If they are in a Alaska esque environment, that would be very cool. Yeah, I would like to see them in some snow, like just an outdoor shot. But with some they're snow. probably going to be indoors. Yeah, they're just going to be in a bar. It's going to look like every single bar from Louisiana, Texas, and Alaska. Like it's just going to be that. Um, yep. As Garth goes in the back into the house, Werewolves of London start playing. Starts playing, uh, and they can see Garth and and Bess dancing in the window. And I just bet if you're a werewolf, you hate the song Werewolves in London. Like I've just. Either, either it's either it's I, it get, must get old really fast. You, either it's uh, Sweet Caroline <laughs> to white people as yeah. werewolves in London is to werewolves, or they fucking cannot stand it. I, I can't tell which one it would be. Like, do you think they like? You think you could just play werewolves in London and everybody would lose their fucking mind or or what? I, I I might maybe it's like a bit for them because it's not a song that you necessarily hear all the time. You know, it's a pretty common song, but Sweet Caroline, especially. I don't know if they played it at all. Uh, baseball games but at all fucking Red Sox games they play that shit mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, it's you know you hear it a lot it makes me want to gouge my eyes out um, so it maybe maybe Werewolves of London is enough of a deep cut in this day and age that they still have fun with it but it's already but been it, on the really, show this is the second time the song yeah, has appeared on the show yeah. so like I don't that's know man that's too many times the, if you ask me yeah uh, Dean comments that they that he could be a good dancer which I think is probably true uh, yeah. they get in the car Sam does, he was just like you're really good at the Macarena <laughs> Okay. If you don't know what the Macarena is, you're too young to be watching Supernatural. Yeah, you should, well, this is rated E for explicit, is what this podcast is. <laughs> um, they get in the car, and they're like, what now? And Dean's like, well, you know, it's not bad being normal, but we're not normal people, and we don't have normal problems. So let's go to Alaska. Uh, and they drive off, except they don't get very far because the Apollo keeps breaking down. Um, yeah. Presumably. Which I feel like is how those cars would actually operate. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and Dean no, no longer has the blessing of Chuck, so he probably just has no idea how to repair it anymore, right? Like, that's yeah. has no clue. He can't just bang a hammer against the tires anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, rebuild it from scratch like he did in season two. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and that's the end of the oh. episode, which is, like, not a bad episode at all. Um but just feels really weird to me uh, and kind of has a weird goofy tone that I, you know, Supernatural is a relatively serious show that has some goofs along the way. And I feel like it's embraced a lot of its goofiness in the last few seasons while Mm -hmm. at the same time, like really ramping up those emotions. Uh, But sometimes they just, they they bring the hug in too close for me, Chris. Like there's sometimes where I'm like, I don't, like some of like the fight scene in this with Maud, it really loses me uh, once it starts going into like this, the special effects, not special effects, but like the goofy sound effects and everything. And I, I don't know, like this, I, I just, I, I want them, I'm treating this into this series seriously. And I don't know why yeah. they aren't. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, 
it's a mystery. It, you know, this is a solid entry into the uh, canon of uh, funny supernatural episodes. But just, just you know, time and place. Time and place. It was last season, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have any last thoughts on this episode? Not really. Not really. I Hopefully, you know, Alaska, you know, Billy will be there or something. We, You know, let's get the ball rolling a little bit. Uh, that's it. So thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Thank you to people that have recently left iTunes reviews and that have been um, following us on Twitter, joining the Patreon, sending us TikToks. Uh, some people tagged us on TikTok because a woman is um, doing like miniature reviews of Supernatural Podcast. Uh, and a bunch of people said how good we were and how she should listen to us. And she said uh, that she was going to and she's going to make a video about it. Um, and then I said that I was going to make a video about her review of our podcast. So look forward to all of that content coming soon. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for everybody reaching out. It's been so, so nice to hear people's comments. Uh, please do not send us spoilers if you can. Or we, we, we know a lot about <laughs> what happens in the season, but please. like we, if you can, not even like in the absence of a spoiler is sometimes a spoiler too. So like if you're unsure about like what you could say if, or like maybe it's a little too revealing, like just don't say it. Like I, just to give us a high five or something and then save that email, mm-hmm. schedule that email to send uh, for 10 weeks from now. Uh, and then we'll talk about all of those things. Uh, that's it, Chris. That's it. Uh, thank you. We'll be back next week with you got to know when to fold them. Milligan Vanilligan. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> I feel like this is the best of the Milligan names, and nobody has said anything about it. Like, I'm sorry, Kate Milligan. I'm sorry, Hot Milligan in your area, Bunny McMonster Milligan. I, none of your names are as good as Milli- Milligan Vanilligan, and nobody said shit about it. I'm mad. The Discord, our pocket friends are just not good today. Miss Tess Milligan? That's not as good as mine. Did you? Did, are you just stopping? <laughs> What's what's going on? Why did you? Why aren't you responding? Oh God, where is Chris? Let me just go through all of the Milligan names while waiting for Chris to come back. Shelby, last of the Milligans, not as good as mine. We're all Milligans now, not as good. I don't even know who that person is. Oh, that's Lisa. Okay, let's see. Let's go to the people who are offline. Um, do 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 do. Let's see. Best girl, Adam's mom, Milligan. That's pretty good. It's no Milligan Vanilligan, though. I'm sorry. Pretty good, though. Let's see, I did Bunny McBunmaster. Um, there's a lot of people in our Discord. There's a Dean Milligan. That's pretty good. Deidre Elvis Milligan. Still not as good as Milligan Vanilligan. <laughs> yeah, Chris is apparently here listening to me talk this entire time. Yes, Chris, I cannot hear you at all. Um, I don't know. Maybe you should update Discord. <laughs> Let's see. I thought there was more Milligans. Maybe the Milligan thing came and went so fast that nobody had a. There's a Liz Milligan. That's that's okay. It's no Milligan Vanilligan though. Sorry, sorry, Discord. This person's name is just moving. Please DM yeah. me. And I don't even know what that is. Hey, can you hear me? You're back. 
piece piece of shit microphone piece of shit mute button <laughs> oh there's a mute button on the microphone well, that's good did you did you touch okay. the mute so, button again? yeah no i'm back sorry i was restarting my i was restarting my file um uh yeah this thing this microphone has like a touch touch controls on it and i never ever touch them mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. as i was adjusting and i clearly hit the mute button here i am saying jeremy why aren't you appreciating the fact that i'm saying you got the best milligan name out of the bunch that'll be on um, that'll be all on your audio or not no i deleted it all it's okay all good so it'll just because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't picking up on my uh on my uh wave file anyway so. oh yeah so i would have um, got it okay it is your sign milligan vanilligan if you if you don't get that reference, you t- you're too young to be listening you're to the podcast. You're too young. Get out of the Discord. <laughs> or maybe we're too old to be doing a podcast. <laughs> That's true. That's I feel that every day. Um, I feel like if uh, I wasn't doing podcasts with you and Gary, who are arguably two of my best friends, I probably just wouldn't do podcasts anymore. I feel like I'm just too old to do them anymore. I feel like I it's a young squid. man's game, man. It's a young man's game. It is, and like the energy these 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 new guys have, these these new people have. Like, I mean, they it's a full court press on social media. They've got custom Facebook content, custom Insta content, custom TikTok yeah. content, and I can. I mean, we haven't uploaded anything to TikTok since the torn video, which has been like ten weeks now. So, yeah. like, I, at the same time, though, you know. You know, we we're like a couple dogs in a pen over here. You know, you get us riled up, we won't stop. Oh yeah, we're old dogs. We're old dogs. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I will come off this porch. I think that that's a phrase, right? I'm only it's only yeah, qu- yeah, yeah. I'm only quoting big dog shirts. And if you don't know what that is, you were definitely too young to be. <laughs> You're definitely too young. You're definitely too young for the big dog. Um, what is it? If you don't God, like the it, big dog, stay off the porch. What is the what is the thing? If you don't like the porch, beware of the dog. <laughs> Or what it is? What is the? I, I I don't know. I don't know. I would be we're talking about the big dog clothing brand. Correct? Yes, a hundred percent. Was yeah. that was that a slogan of this? I didn't have a lot here, of them. If you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch. That's what it was. Okay, okay, I like that. You know what was really popular, unfortunately, um, when I was in you know elementary school, middle school was like the motocross stuff, mm-hmm. um, like the no fear and. Um, the Fox like lo- uh, motocross thing. I can't remember what any of the shit has been so long, which is just funny because like nobody in my small town in Massachusetts was into that. <laughs> we all just dressed <laughs> like that, which is really you funny. just liked. And nobody actually had a motorcycle. You just liked the idea yeah, of, no. of dressing like a guy. And then it did. was like it very quickly transitioned into like uh, like skate shoes and yeah. like uh, skateboard, all that stuff. And, um, there was a skate park in my town. Everybody skated. So no fear least, shirts least were, were super popular. Uh, I had one that said the he who dies with the most toys still dies. No fear. And I thought that was the <laughs> coolest fucking shirt in a million years. dude. Damn. I wore that motherfucker Damn. out. Like I think my mom eventually was like, if you go to summer camp or you go to your grandmother's, I'm just going to take it out of your room and throw it away because it's too old for you to have anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, the no fear stuff was really big. Motocross wasn't as big, uh, except with the guys because there was a bunch of dudes that did like dirt bike stuff, and they were all right. dirt bags. So nobody wanted to be like those guys. So. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a fine line. It's a fine line between um, being a being a motocross superstar and being a dirt bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Actually. It's a really thin line. <laughs> it's not actually. Uh, Vanilla Ice was a. Uh, motocross guy he was a dirt bike guy so if that tells you anything about the level of of ice that you're working with it's all the way up to v baby (laughs) made it all the way up to v what are you talking about jeremy i don't don't know man we just got into it it. we got into it we went from big dog to vanilla ice in like a minute flat absolutely dude absolutely
Jeremy, have you played any video games? That's what we're we're here for, right? Uh, what video games? I uh I I played Elden Ring, and that ruined me for video games for a while. Uh, so I tried to pick up Mortal Shell for like the fifth or sixth time. Uh, they've added a roguelike mechanic in that game, like a mode where you do like runs in that game. Uh, and somebody was like, "Try that out," because then you get to like play with everything, and you don't have to worry about like losing stuff, and you might get to. You might get better at the actual game and be able to get through it. And no, the answer to that was solid no. I no, still do not understand no. how to play Mortar Cell at all. Um, I know what you're going to do when I say this, but like the game has a hardening mechanic. Hell yeah. <laughs> so press yeah, press does, L2 dude. to harden. <laughs> I know what everybody Hell yeah, else. Dude. <laughs> uh, and I, I still don't really understand. Even though people put it in very simple phrases like, oh, you want to do it in the middle of attack. So somebody hits you and you, you, you basically poise through their attack and you get a damage. And I'm like, I don't. I don't get it. Um, you got to treat it like a parry. Yeah, I guess. But you also have a parry that doesn't work very well, which is really confusing. Huh. Don't well, like that. It's because you probably got to be hard first. Gotta be, you got to get hard before you parry, as most, you gotta get as, hard as most gamers know. Uh, and then I started playing. I was going through my library, and I started uh, XCOM 2. Um, have you ever played XCOM Two? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I did play a little bit of uh, a little bit of XCOM. I named uh, I named all my characters after Metal Gear characters, Excellent. which will segue into my own thing in a, in a few minutes. But um, then Big Boss died. Okay, I don't know. And I didn't want to play anymore because I spent I spent a lot of time leveling him up. That's the problem with permadeath. <laughs> but uh, but you want you wanted to, you get into XCOM Two. I got into XCOM Two. Uh, it's been a while since I played a tactical game, but I was I got right back into it. And I was I was feeling it, and then um. And one of the first early levels, uh, I have a sniper on a roof covering like the ground before the guy. And I had a dude who had kind of gotten trapped between two enemies. Um, my third guy took out one of the enemies. And the dude that was trapped was my big boss. He's my, he's my level like three guy, right? So I'm, and he's yeah, one yeah. HP, so I am, I'm, I'm stressed. Uh, so my sniper on the roof, he lines up the shot with this alien motherfucker, and it says 95%. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, God, this, this dude's about oh, to be no. dead. <laughs> uh, b- blam. <laughs> and you just see the bullet. It's so funny the way that this is represented in game, because I know it's all like invisible dice rolls is what's happening in yeah, the background. Yeah, yeah. But in the game, what happens is the bullet flies so far wide. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it missed the dude, missed the building behind the dude. Like, just you could, the, the visual representation of how bad the sniper missed was hilarious. Um, and then my turn was over, and then the alien wasted my big boss, and then I, I, I finished the mission at that point. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the next mission was like, go save some, some, some people. And I've lost three guys on that, and was like, okay, get me out of here. And I was like, okay, well. Maybe Elden Ring will come out next week, and I'll be saved from video games. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my oh. that's my video game experience in the last couple of weeks. How about you? What is your video games? Uh, so I've been playing this game called uh, Land Greaser. <laughs> Excuse me, Land Greaser, something like that. It sounds to, like it's probably Latin or something. Do you have I'm to saying it like a, like it's a land greaser. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a Jap- it's a JRPG. Uh, it's a strategy game. It's very very much like Fire Emblem. Uh, you move your guys around on the map and, and do your thing. No permadeath, thankfully. Um, so I looked up a, a platinum guide to see does this have a doable platinum, and it does. It's it's actually really easy. It's just like hey, do all the routes in the game. Uh, you make uh, not you don't make decisions, but it's like you know if you saved so and so in this level, it'll branch off and you'll get a different story path. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll do all that stuff. The first two or so playthroughs, I've done four playthroughs now. Oh my god. So I guess god. yeah, probably the first two were pretty good. After that, I have just 
maxed out my character. He's super fucking strong because you can go back and, you know, do the different branching routes. Uh, and he's super high level, kills everything super fast, but all the levels still take like 40 minutes to beat just because of the way the game is structured. And it, now it's just killing me. There's no, like no it's strategy slog, left right? in yeah, it. Yeah, there's it's this... just like a super slow slog. So um, I understand why that game isn't super highly rated now because it's just kind of all challenge goes away. You don't really need to strategize. <laughs> I'm trying to find um, the the video game that you, okay yeah it, it just corrected me excellent okay so this just looks like a normal like jrpg game that i've seen a million times yeah yeah, yeah yeah there's some there's some anime looking characters on this there's a character named jessica so i was like hey jess there's a character named jessica look she's cool uh and then i'm like oh sweet there's a character named chris too and then i look and i'm like damn chris is the fucking uh waifu love interest in this game oh is it <laughs> so the main character is constantly screaming chris in japanese but oh, which perfect. is just chris chris <laughs> I had a. Um, I'm like, this, what? I'm right here, man. It's okay. <laughs> this happens to me every time a new Forza game comes out. Uh, but Microsoft does a lot of weird stuff with Forza, um, and they just give it away. Like they give it away on Game Pass, so you can just download that shit. And even though I'm terrible at it, I always download it because like it's a fancy racing game. You have to have that on every console. Uh, but even though my gamer tag is like ECEC or whatever on on Xbox, Microsoft knows all of my personal information. So when mm-hmm. you start the game up, it goes, hey, Jeremy, are you ready to race? And I'm like, not anymore. No, <laughs> not Hold on. Xbox, you Pump have gotten brakes, too homie. close to me. I am. I, I didn't realize we were this close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. I mean, like, um, I'm not calling you billion windows. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, you're just the <laughs> Xbox. I could get me out of here. Did not like that Jesus. at all. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing Metal Gear. Um, yes, I, I, I think one. I just talked about this on the podcast. Uh, but I, I wasn't you... playing it yet. I know I wasn't playing it yet. I think I just talked about maybe Metal Gear 2 because it was um, the 20th anniversary. I was seeing lots of tweets. It's been a long time. Um, the last time that I played MGS3, I looked at my save file, uh, was the week before Jess and I started dating. So I've been free since then. You know what I mean? Like I got I got loose. I got out. I got some fresh air. I met a, I met a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I'm back playing Metal Gear again. Um, you touched some grass. <laughs> It's been, been, it's been, yeah, it's been tough. So I started with MGS2, which I haven't really actually beat since, you know, high school. And um, I think recently what I, maybe if I had brought it up in the outtakes before, it was just to say all the things that this game predicted about how, um, you know, information is controlled and distributed and, and um, how the flow of information, you know, manipulates people. And he starts talking about memes and shit, but not memes like the haha funny kind of memes, like cultural memes of like stuff that we believe. And uh, I don't know. It, it, that game's super fucking trippy and it's more relevant now than it was in 2001 when it came out. Um, but Saturday was MGS3's 17th anniversary, which just makes me feel very old saying that. Um, so I thought, well, let me just, that's my favorite game in the series. Let me slap that in. And, um, Having a good time, you know, you sneaking around the jungle as Big Boss, doing my thing. Um, but yeah, that game has so many, like, unbelievably cool things in it that I'm still discovering now. Um, for example, Jeremy, you were looking yes. for examples. I, it was on the I was tip hoping, of your tongue. I was hoping Here, you were to tell me that, like, some ice would trip, would melt in the game or something like that's that. That's MGS2 like, where you could knock over ice and you can watch it melt, and that was, like, revolutionary at the time. Um, no, this thing, so MGS3, I've played it a million times. First, I had a really bad experience. There's this one section, you watch a long cutscene, somebody gives Snake a gun, uh, he freaks out about how cool the gun is or whatever, and then cutscene ends, there's... Uh, a swarm of enemies have come in and you got to take them all out. Normally I don't kill anybody in Metal Gear. I use like tranquilizer darts or like, you know, knock people out or whatever, but I, I do no kill runs. 
So I get to this this point and I can't just sneak away. I kept trying to sneak out of the area, but it was like, no, 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 you have to kill these eight dudes. You have to take them all down. So I'm like, okay, I have a real gun and a knife. <laughs> and so like, I can't use either of those to knock a guy out. I got to like go up and like punch him and throw him on the ground or choke him out or whatever. And I did this not, I'm not gonna lie, Jess had to watch me fail. She kept being like, I thought you were good at this game. What's wrong with you? It took me like four hours to get through this encounter because I kept running up to a guy and I would try to knock him out and then somebody else would see me and they would open fire on me and I just kept dying over and over and over again. Could not fucking believe it. Um, Maybe like the minute that I finished that encounter, I realized if I looked in my backpack, I did have the tranquilizer gun. Oh, I could have just stayed in the fucking shadows the whole time, knocking these guys out, putting them to sleep. Anyway, so after that huge misfire, I was able to get back into the flow of this game. And there's a boss fight where afterwards you drop down into like a, a really, really, really dark cave. It's always been my least favorite part of the game because it's pitch black. You cannot fucking see anything. <laughs> so you're like, you can see like one inch in front of your face. I'm like, this is poor game design. This sucks. I'm not having a good time. Um, so normally what I do is I go straight for the area where I'm pretty sure there's a torch. There's another light source you can kind of use. So there's different things like that that I always would immediately go for because I've played it so many times. But this time... It's been so many years since I've played it that I no longer remember where any of that shit is. Uh, so I'm running around this dark cave. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. And then suddenly I feel like I'm, I'm starting to go the right direction. I'm doing the right things. I'm not getting lost anymore. And that's when it dawned on me that for the first time since you know I first played this game 15 years ago, um, Snake's eyes adjust to the dark over time if you don't use a light source. What? All the times I've played this game, I've never realized that his eyes just slowly adjust to the dark so then you can fucking see. That's <laughs> so not true. So you just wait like two minutes and you don't use anything. His eyes just adjust to the dark and you can fucking see. That is 100% not true. That is not a real thing it's that's true. happened. It's true. I don't. I do not believe this at all. Like, I do not believe it's that real. this is a thing. <laughs> so yeah, I could not, could not believe that shit. Um, anyway... Yeah, MG3 is a fucking dope game, dude. I um I had I was closing out as you were talking, I was closing out tabs so I could open up my, my notes tab for Supernatural. And uh I had it open on Facebook and I guess my dad has been active on social media lately and I haven't noticed because and my dad's first name is Conley. Don't don't go dox my dad or anything, anybody. There's a lot of <laughs> Conley readers out there, but he's posting this picture from I guess his yearbook from when he was in like sixth grade where they had a misprint and they called him Corley Greer. <laughs> Which I think is just Corley. very funny. <laughs> Corley is very funny to me. I'm gonna close this out now. So, uh, my little guy Corley Greer. Um, what what should I? So you know my Metal Gear Solid history. Um, yeah, I, I tried. I started with Twin Snakes. Did not work very well. Um, the, like the GameCube remake of the first one. That one apparently was not the way to go. Um, I had, then I tried at a later date. I think four. Yeah. Cause when I swapped, I swapped my Wii for a PS3 and the guy threw MGS four in there. So like I waited through like the cigarette smoking animation for it to load or whatever. Uh, and just very quickly noped out of that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then eventually five came out or V came out, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a hundred hours gone, like yeah. obsessed yeah. with it. Like just played it more than I've probably played most video games. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. So I bought the HD collection on the 360 and I tried, which I think is one, two and three. I couldn't get past the first level in the, like that little like area in the very first one where you have to like escape the room and then you have to like go to the, I just couldn't, I couldn't do, do anything. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was this, is it this, is it the third one that you just mentioned that you start in the forest, right? Like you, you're yeah, like yeah. crawling around. That was fucking awful. Like I couldn't do anything in that game either. Like what yeah. do I need to do yeah. to be able to play these games? So 
I mean, this is the, the the problem I've been having with MGS2, a game I'm not super familiar with, is you have to have a lot of patience. Because mm. I'm used to just being like, well, I know what to do. I know what the objective is. So I'm trying to fucking blaze past people. And you can't. You get caught, and then 10,000 guards rush in to kill you. You try to go up and like melee people. It doesn't work. Everything is so slow and deliberate in those games that eventually you get used to it. Uh, and eventually everything works really well. But starting those games off is so difficult. I think MGS3's biggest problem is yeah, you they you watch a long ass cutscene, Solid Snake or ex- Big Boss, whatever, David Hayter <laughs> explains what the Cold War was. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, no, I'm I'm in history class right now, man. I'm I got good. it. I'm, I, good. I'm in high school. Like, I'm ready we, to yeah, go. Yeah. I still remember these and things. Then yeah. You get dropped down and you, the way the the movement is so weird. The way that you like access items is so weird, and every time you get caught, you're just like, "Sorry, dude, you're gonna die now. You're fucked." Um, and that the way that that game shoots itself in the foot, I think, is just as maybe you'd be starting to figure stuff out and experiment with the gameplay a little bit, or just get used to the goddamn controls. They'll hit you with like 15 minute conversations. MGS3, like, I mean, all the Metal Gear games have long conversations, but I feel like MGS3 front loads that shit. It's like in the first hour, it's 58 minutes of cutscene. And it's like, dude, just let me play. I played for two minutes. I want to learn more. I want to figure out how to be able to play the game. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the key to MGS3 is is just patience, it's just hiding in the grass for a really long time memorizing which way the guards are going and if that doesn't sound appealing then it's not going to be very fun no um, and, and frankly chris it does not sound very yeah, appealing yeah. i'm in 2021 a, chris i don't know if you right, know this right. i don't have to i don't have to um, wait in some grass for my entertainment i've got the, the, the internet is crazy full of entertainment that is catering directly towards me like they're making which is why live adaptations I, of anime that i like that i don't even like true. that much like i mean jesus christ didn't like it that much <laughs> but um yeah mgs5 i feel like is the best place to jump on and if you just became a obsessed with the story for some reason you could go back and play the other one. i mean they're all great games but you, yeah. got, you gotta you gotta want it mm-hmm. you have to be patient i wanted it finally even you know I, even though i love those games it has been a long time since i've played them um finally had that itch went back to it but yeah cowboy bebop oh yeah we don't have to actually watch t- more than the first episode we don't actually have to talk about that if you don't want to yeah i no, i have not i haven't watched any more of the first after the first i episode. mean the first episode so lowest of low expectations i watched the first episode and mm. thought this is fine this is a little dumb it's fine it's no worse than like <laughs> well this probably sounds way worse than i mean it but it's no worse than like those resident evil movies i'm not like yeah. bothered by those mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and steve used to go see him and be like that was stupid i liked my popcorn let's see all right yeah whatever we had a we had a good afternoon um that's that's what that first episode reminded me of. But I think that there's some really bad shit the further in you get. There's a lot of things I didn't like about it, but it, w- it was fine. It was just totally fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much, if if anything, I'm going to watch more of that. Yeah, and just to, and, I mean, if, if anybody's listening, it's like, are you guys ever going to, like, because you did the other Cowboy Bebop podcast, do you want to do, are you going to do one on the live action? I absolutely wanted to do it on the live action uh, before I saw the first episode of the live action. And I don't know that mm-hmm. I would... Um, want to waste my time on it to be honest with you like i think it would, i would just be after the first episode i think i would just be relentlessly negative and like um there's a lot of like weird overacting and like uh just i don't know man like the shots where they they pull stuff directly from the anime and just make it worse somehow like i just feel like mm-hmm. it would be i would be talking about how much i don't like this thing after a while and i just don't want to 
do a whole podcast about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, and you know, Hey, and, and if you like it, like, like great, like I'm happy for you and that if it works for you or whatever. And I definitely see like that resident evil thing of like, Oh, this is like a B movie schlock. Like, right. Like I can watch infinite mm. Hellraiser movies for some reason. Like I will just watch every Hellraiser movie that they release. And, and it's just like, but, but regular Cowboy Bebop is right there. Yeah. <laughs> like on yeah, the there's same something platform, that's good. You know I mean? If you want this but good, like that's the thing that I always, I will never understand of like, if you're at the store and you're looking at like the Kit Kat bar <laughs> or you're looking at the, mm-hmm. the, the Mitt Mat bar and it's, there's a dollar difference. Like, unless you don't have the dollar in your pocket, I mean, this is this, the metaphor doesn't, because there's no such thing as a Mitt Mat bar. I don't know where I'm going they, with this I at just, all. Man. There's so many ways that I think that they could have handled the adaptation better. It just it reads like live action anime, which is never good. Yeah. Japan makes a lot of live action anime movies and like 9 out of 10 are really really bad because it's conveying the same tone as an animated show, which it's it doesn't work. It doesn't it, the reason that it, it it's anime, the reason that the characters are acting larger than life or ridiculous or whatever is cuz it's anime. Exactly. It's not real mm-hmm. people. When real people start doing that, you go, "Ooh. Hmm, that looks buddy. dumb." <laughs> That looks dumb. Yeah. And hell, like that was superhero movies for a long, long time, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they didn't really figure that shit out and, and they still don't. Like, you, you watched, I watched uh, Shang-Chi, which is the most recent, uh, well, it's not the most recent, but it's the most recent one on Disney Plus uh, MCU movie. And that movie is good. It has good fight scenes. But like when they start using powers, you realize like, oh, this entire thing is on a green screen. Like there is no there is nothing real in the shot right. except the dude that I am watching, which isn't a bad thing. That's how they make movies nowadays. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying like it just looks kind of flat and boring sometimes. Um, it wasn't until they mm-hmm. started getting like two people who are obviously trained professionals, like trying to karate chop one another that I was like, oh, this looks kind of sick. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they could have done. And I, at some point, might watch more episodes just to see either that morbid curiosity. I don't know. Um, but I, if they had just maybe toned it down a little, <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't. I don't. Whatever. It's, it's weird. Like I think, I think they the... should have just gotten Richard Spate in there to do one of his Tarantino ripoff <laughs> supernatural episodes, but for Cowboy Bebop. It's a. Uh, I really liked John Cho. I like. I really liked the three actors that they got for the three main roles. The the woman playing Faye. Yeah, me too. Uh, is amazing. Like I think she's pro- she was the best out of the bunch in the in the three. I really like John Cho as an actor and as a dude. I don't think that he really pulls off Spike. Uh, very well like I just for whatever reason he's missing like that factor that like makes he's not aloof enough I think like he's even as yeah. he's be trying to be aloof he like it he, it feels like it behind like in his in his head he's going to live journal like is this picture aloof enough you know what I'm saying yeah 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 um, he, and, um, and the, he, he himself said oh I think I'm too sexy for the role and like yeah like kind of like kind of yeah absolutely sp- like mm-hmm. sp- Spike isn't sexy at all like he kind of is like when he like like narrows down when he gets those really serious moments where this other side of him comes out. I can see people being like, Oh damn, Spike, like you fine. Um, but that his general demeanor is this dude wearing a goofy suit with his goofy hair, just like doing kung fu and smoking cigarettes. He's just hanging out. He's eating hot dogs and shit. Like this he's a he's a, a mess. Yeah. But he's also cool. And that's why it works. That's you know, it's the the fine line between that. Where uh in in the Netflix adaptation he is just like a little bit too cool all the time which kind of kills some of that uh, again great cast especially those top three vicious I don't know he looks like Lucius Malfoy um, <laughs> I saw um, I can't remember the exact tweet I saw but I'm just going to steal your joke and say that he looks like Lucius Malfoy that got really into crypto in 2021 yeah yeah <laughs> it's just not good it's not he good like treat like the flashbacks with Julia I'm like dude 
Dude, I, I texted you when the first like one of those it. popped up because like those were such like a noir, like classic, beautiful like thing in the original anime. And then you get to this where it's just like it's reproducing that with none of the gravitas. The music for some reason does not match at all. And I don't I don't know that it's the same music, but I think they're trying to go for the, the exact same. They vibe. got yeah, they they got the the same music back. Is it the same? But man, what why does yeah, it work as well? Back, like, dude. I, dude, I I But whoever you, was like putting it together was not putting it together right. I, I don't know what it was, dude, because like there's something that was missing. I, I raved about how great the music was in every single episode of the podcast we did on the original Cowboy Bebop. I raved about mm-hmm. it. I put I like I I went out of my way to find music scenes so I could put it in the podcast because that's the kind of shit I like to do. And I I was totally disconnected with it in the in the show. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it, now that you mention it, I don't I don't think I noticed it at all. Anyway, do you want to talk about Supernatural? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely I do. Speaking of another show that shouldn't be 42 minutes anymore, it should just be 30. They should give Supernatural 23 minutes. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, it's funny, I, I thought about what I wanted to say about Metal Gear. Like all, it was, I, I typed out several texts to you while I was playing it. And I was like, no, 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 no I'll just tell when I when we talk about it. I, I don't need to hit him with this on a Saturday night. It's, this, now it's not the time. I'll wait till the podcast. And then I get on the podcast and I'm like, I don't remember any of the stuff I wanted to say. Just, just text so I'll me, just dude, tell you about the, about the one thing. Um, and that's why I don't do a video game podcast anymore. <laughs> You'd have to make notes. And who wants to make notes while they consume entertainment? I don't want to make notes. <laughs> <laughs>